This is Catalog and Cocktails. Presented by Data.World. So, all right, let's move to our lightning round, which again, thanks to Data.World who sponsors us. Uh, the, uh, so I'll go with question number one. Are semantic graph skills going to be required for enterprises to build out their knowledge graphs? Are, are semantic what skills? Just semantic skills, semantic graph, like just knowing more about graph and semantic skills. I, I think this is one of the skill challenges to me is by far the biggest concern I have in terms of this transition. You know, I think we move from a world where, where business logic is defined procedurally in code, you know, in languages like Python to declarative business logic that is essentially a set of rules that are attached to the entities. And, and that then are triggered you know, in sequence based on, on what on other changes to data and other rules that have fired so that, 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 they, that they can actually be recursive and, 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 and react to whatever happens and, and, and respond in a way that is completely coherent with the logic that you have that you've defined. And you know this goes back to the original work that Cod did um, back in the 1970s. You know where where COD defined both uh, a uh, 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 what was it the uh, trying the word um, blanking on on, on relational on. calculus relational algebra he defined both calculus he defined a relational calculus which was purely declarative a purely declarative relational calculus um, that that you could you could work with and that is that's analogous to the procedural code. Yeah. So, I mean, we got, we got, I think we have to go uh, start getting people and teaching them again. Logic, logic, training is, logic is, logic is going to be back. I think, I think logic, logic is, is back, back, baby. Think about and AI, more AI, which is just machine learning. It is going back to go fight good old fashioned AI with rules and stuff. Tim, go to the second one. Your turn. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hey Bob, I'm going to ask you for the second question here, kind of a, a prediction question. And I'm actually going to put a little bit of a timeline on it. So let's say in the next 10 years, um, will most enterprises build out an enterprise knowledge graph or enterprise knowledge graphs in the next yeah. 10 years? Absolutely. In 10 years, absolutely. absolutely. Five years, I'm not so sure. Five years, you might be a little bit the question. Five years, a little edgier? Five years, I think it'll be happening. I don't think it will have gotten to the word most right now. Okay. Have most, how many, would you, would not, I wouldn't even say most have gone onto the modern data stack yet. Yeah, I would say not, not most. Yeah, I guess the question is how many, and, and they're already starting their journey by using one of the Snowflake or Databricks. Like that's the first step, right? Well, and that brings up an interesting question. Like, will is the modern data stack a requirement to building your enterprise knowledge graph? Effectively, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you it's the only way to do it because you can do it by hand. There are other approaches that that people have done. But you better be out in Silicon Valley and have an awful lot of money hmm. to do it. I mean, any rational company that that would would probably adopt the services that are purchasable by these one of these vendors versus trying. You can handle all this stuff, and and you know, and if you're, you know, Netflix or you know one of these guys, you can succeed at some of that stuff. And even those guys are turning to the modern data stack. I mean, even even people who have invested massively massively in alternative solutions are are uh, are using the modern data stack because it works and it's not cheap i'm not telling you that this stuff is cheap um but it's it's very cost effective relative to the alternatives of, of diy all right all right next question 
is the semantic layer going to happen as a byproduct of something else or will it be deliberately built? Uh, both. I mean, it, it will be deliberately built, but I think it will be built in the context of governance. I think governance is the first application for the, for, for the, the knowledge graph and the semantic layer. Hmm. Interesting. So governance is a key driver there. I, I think so because it's acute. I mean, it's acute. It's an acute problem that everybody has and it's not being adequately solved. I like that take. Um, all right, fourth question for you here. Do you predict that ultimately there will be wide adoption of an open metadata standard? Yes. I mean, to, to, to I mean, in, at least from exchange of metadata. Metadata exchange is actually pretty simple. And um, uh, what is what's the uh, you know, now that uh, what's the what's the, uh, the the standard? The Apache has a standard. Uh, Atlas. Atlas. Atlas is not a terrible basis. I mean, I don't think that that, that I think that it's a foundation that people can build upon. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know that it'll be the end by any means, though. Excellent that you brought up Atlas before. Before here, I was talking to Venkatesh, uh, and he he actually says uh, hello, right? Yeah. So I was talking about Apache Atlas with him. So. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I think there's. I think that look, having something that is adequate is often sufficient to build to build this, these interchanges. You don't. You have to have. In fact, you usually don't want every bell and whistle. You put all the damn bells and whistles to work. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, quick follow up question to that. I know we're breaking our lightning rolls a little bit here, but do you think that open metadata standards are going to be driven more by sort of the community and the consumer pull, or do you think some vendor is going to kind of win at the metadata game, quote unquote, and they'll have been, you know, pushing a particular standard. I don't know because it's too early to know how <laughs> it's going to work. I mean, I, I think this is the wild. I mean, this this is this place is wild west right now. It's 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 not clear with how how it's going to emerge. It's yeah. it reminds me a lot of the data analytics world in 2013, 2014, where the clarity just wasn't there. Yeah, the early landscape where you're like, you could go this way, it could go that way. There's a lot of possibilities there. I mean, there's no dominant vendor that is obvious at the moment that would, would clearly dominate. There's, you know, well-established vendors that have been around for a while, and there's the big cloud guys, but but nothing that's obvious that, that's going to become a single dominant thing. All right. Uh, we're all right. We're going to go to our next segment here. The new one is the the mesh minute. We we haven't talked about data mesh, so we're we're starting to go do this. Uh, Want to time it to a minute? I actually, got here by my clock. One minute. You can rant, pontificate, whatever you want about data mesh. Ready? Go. What's a blog without a talk about data? What's a discussion without data mesh? Uh, mesh is really two things in my mind. It is a organizational model that describes how to structure data teams into domains and leverage that. And I think that those concepts are just basically right fundamentally. Those are strong concepts. They've been around for a really long time. They've been applied to software development. They're being applied to data. They're appropriate, particularly for larger teams. Mesh sometimes tries to define implementation approaches that I don't think necessarily are the right approach. And I think it's important to separate an implementation of a data mesh from, from the organizational structure. And my opinion is the best products to implement data mesh are, are the modern data stack. And to use, you know, certainly tools like Snowflake were designed 
to allow for data sharing and organizational and, and organizational structures like Mesh proposes. So perfectly like, fine. That was good. That was I great. Like the of Mesh. I like the I like the domain organization in Mesh. I mean, I don't necessarily like the prescription for how to build uh, streaming-based things that I've not been thinking about. There's a lot yeah. of things that are kind of tied together, but yeah, the domain-driven concept is, it's not, it's not new, concept. but it's now re kind of reborn again, right? It's, yep. it's actually, to me, the important concept of Mesh, and I think it's incredibly important when we start talking about governance, okay? Because for large organizations, you know, thinking about, or about data domains and separating points of control i agree totally with that i agree totally with that if you're a hundred person company if you're a three person data team that's pretty different though <laughs> all right well ttt tim take us away with your takeaways kick it off yeah sure well first of all i like the comment that you just made there that like you know governance and data mesh are are, are important to each, to each other and that uh and that domains are a key concept there i think that's i think that's resonates a lot with the way I think about things. I think it resonates pretty closely with, with Juan's perspective too. So it's good, it's good to hear that. And one of the reasons I, why I'm very excited about data mesh. A um, couple things I, I wrote down here. First of all, is that, you know, we're reaching a point where a lot of the problems of old data stacks are being exposed. A lot of folks are moving to the modern data stack. We're seeing more and more of that. And a lot of the goals here are what you mentioned around building data apps which ultimately are going to be, you know, predictive analytics that become part of customer applications in order to take actions. Uh, and that governance happens to be one kind of data app. And you, you kind of mentioned that it's probably one of the ones that you implement early or perhaps uh, even at the start uh, and can be a foundation for, for more semantics, for more sort of data apps that you want to do in the future. Um, and you went through some of the history around the modern data stack, which I think is very important and valuable, especially for folks who are a little bit newer to the data space, who maybe only know the modern data stack, and they don't even know like what was before. They're like, what? Before Redshift? Like Redshift is the legacy thing, right? Um, and so obviously, it's good to know, like, why are we here? Why? Where have we come from? And, um, you know, what are some of the design patterns here? And, um, and you mentioned these five core sort of most popular platforms around the metadata stack uh, or the modern data stack, right? Um, and those being sort of AWS, Microsoft, Google, Snowflake, and Databricks. And bigger companies and, you know, and smaller ones too are often using multiple of these, but these are sort of the ecosystems that are forming around these five key players to provide uh, analytics, um, uh, software as a service, public cloud, and ultimately SQL as a, as a core component of this modern data stack. What about you, Juan? All right, so I got three three main things. One, governance is where people are struggling, right? You, we talked about your, your first knowledge graph should be your metadata and governance is really that first data app. And uh, you start with a catalog and then you build up with your data model, right? That's what governance is gonna go evolve to, so governance. Second, the semantic layer is about modeling the business. And the key phrase, the key takeaway here is metric is a function applied to the relationships between business entities. And the really the promise here of knowledge graphs is that is making these business, this, these business models executable. So you start thinking about the semantic layer plus the catalog, like that's going to be the core right there. And, and these ontologies of semantic layer, these have to be learned, but they also need to be augmented by humans. 
And then finally, you said sequel is not God's gift to, to, to mankind, to everybody here, but it won't go away. It does have its limitations. We're learning more about them. A lot of data modeling can be done in SQL, but we're going to be seeing more. We need to start thinking more about logic uh, and, and knowledge representation and so forth. Uh, how did we do, Bob? Great. No, I think this is all, this are all rational takeaways. I mean, I, and I think that, that I see governance as the bridge between uh, today's modern data stack in the future of knowledge graphs. And, and I think, you know, these two things are integrated, but they're also, they're also independent in the long run too. I mean, the knowledge graphs will be leveraged for the modern data stack for many years. Um, uh, eventually perhaps the knowledge graph will replace it. You know, we can do everything, but we're, we're at least 10 years away from that, maybe 15. Well, I, 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 what you just said is just the music to my ears and kind of everything I have in my passion because this has been like the last, my, my academic and adult career the last 15 years has just been about semantics and knowledge graphs. So just finally seeing this here and having you, Bob, talking about this, it, it's like, okay, we're heading in the right direction. So it's um, coming. It's, it's, it's coming. It's early. I, I want to, I just can't stress how early it's was in the early 80s that's my comparison i mean it's it's it and it'd be really maybe even the late 70s i mean it's 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 really early in this this journey yeah. 40 years 40 okay call out to people here is that if you're if you're skeptical about this all right fine you'll be a follower you won't be a leader because this is where we're going so well, I mean, look, I think that people just get on the modern data stack, they're taking the right step. I mean, people can do so much. I mean, they start with this, you know, mess of a situation that they have. Really, I mean, you know, where you go back, most companies that are not using the modern data stack are using Excel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, the state of the art is a finance analyst. And, I think that's a hopeful message, Bob, that you're providing here, because I think sometimes people who are a little more cynical about the modern data stack might be like, ah, it feels like it's the new generation of point to point solutions or things like that. But I, I, I get the spirit or the feeling that you're like, yeah, maybe there's going to be some missteps or things like that. But like, this is the train to ride. This is the train that's going to take you towards the knowledge future. Uh, welcome aboard. You should. And, you know, she's one of those vendors. And, and I, you know, they're all getting there, right? I mean, they're all actually improving and getting there. So. All right, Bob. Final two questions. One, what's your advice about data, about life, whatever? Second, who should you invite next? So, you know, about about data, I think I just said it right, really, which is get on the modern data stack. That's the thing I really would say to everyone that is about data, certainly. And I guess life, I would say, you know, try and chill out in today's world. I mean, sitting there watching the Ukrainians, you know, the, the horrible things that are happening in the world today. We're, you know, this is one of the, I grew up through the Cold War. <laughs> I, I ducked and covered when I was a kid in, high, in, in, in elementary school. And, um, you know, we're in a weird time right now. It's a weird time in the world. Um, we're seeing, I think we may have a rough year. I mean, the year we're seeing super high inflation rates. You know, I don't know whether we may head for a recession or not. It would not surprise me. So I think we're going to, it's going to, there's a rough time in the next year or two. Hopefully all these things straighten out and, and we all wind up in a better place as a result. I'm a big believer that technology is what moves the world forward and helps to make things better. Um, I, be I believe that somewhat naively. I know that, that, that for every step forward, there are backward steps, you know, one, two steps forward, at least one step back, maybe three sometimes. And um, 
but I do believe that we're heading in the right direction. And by making data, one of the things I've been a huge believer in is, is that data, when believed and trusted, just cuts through and makes decisions so much easier. And, and you know, I can tell you there's so many times I would sit and we would have discussions on a business item and we talk about it for two to three weeks and you get to the end of it and you don't really know what to do, but you, so you make a decision. You know, the difference between that and being able to say, what does the data say? And then look at that data and then decide how to respond to that. And it's just very real and it's a major cultural change for companies. So the reason I say move the modern data stack is to become data driven and have that become imbued within your culture. And then to begin to do, you know, today's world, once you become data driven, you really want to use to apply predictive analytics to it because that's when the magic happens. That's where you get superpowers and can see, you know, see problems that were otherwise invisible, predict the future. I mean, do all these things with predictive analytics for real, for real. And, <laughs> and it's a superpower and it, it makes making business decisions so much better. So that's why I just say focus and, and get to that today, become data driven and then follow the path to data applications and ultimately to the future of ontologies and knowledge graphs. All right. And quickly, who should we invite next? Well, you haven't had Benoit and that'd be a good one. Um, All right. So we will ask for that. Uh, Bob, this was amazing. I, this is, thank you so much for this conversation. I think the, 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 so much stuff that we've gotten out of this and, and being very hopeful about what the future is and it's achievable for everybody. So, uh, next, quickly, next week we have Nong Lee, who's the CEO of Okera, and we'll be talking about the policies and data. Uh, so that's next week. Bob, thank you so much again. Thanks to Data World for supporting us all the time at Catalog and Cocktails. I get to get to do this every week. So, cheers, Bob. Cheers, Tim. Cheers. 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 Appreciate it. Cheers, Bob. Take care.